Hello and welcome to TaxBack.com's Budget 2017 podcast. Today we'll be covering what worked well and what fell short in last year's budget with our tax experts Barry Flanagan and Christine Kiley. So guys, when did the austerity budgets end and how did the public feel the change? Well, I believe that officially there were seven austerity budgets, starting from the two budgets for the 2009 tax year, bringing us through to the budget of December 2013. And here we we saw um, the increase in the dirt rate. It could be said that uh, the December 2014 budget was the first time we saw any kindness with the USC and the tax rate reductions. Also, when we look at budgets really from 2009 through 2016, we saw in the years 2009-2011 what would be termed as tax-raising budgets, where we saw items such as increased executor takes from personal tax, the broadening of the tax base, um, attempts to minimise the impact um, on the low and the middle earners came in here too. And also we saw some moves to ensure that high earners' income um, bore the higher burden. Then from 2012 to 2016, we saw what um, are sometimes called the tax reducing budgets, where we saw measures to take the lowest earners out of the tax net, some capped rate reductions limiting the gains for the higher earners, the tapering of the PRSI credit to um, benefit the minimum wage earners, and then the beginning of the equalisation of the treatment of self-employed people. Yeah, I think there really has to be a question asked as to whether um, austerity budgets have actually ended. Um, I think that it's it's pretty clear that they haven't. While there might not be any new or additional measures being introduced now to raise revenue, other than I think the sugar tax is one of the few that's going to be introduced and even that's going to be delayed to 2018. Um, effectively, we're still paying an awful lot more tax than we were back in 2006, 2007. So to say that austerity, austerity isn't getting any worse, um, but um, we still have a long way to go to get back to um, the way we were in in the mid-2000s. So effectively, we are still in the midst of austerity budgets. We are still trying to uh, to make up a deficit that we have. We are still trying to balance the books. So um, while there's no new fresh pain, there's certainly still a lot of the old pain still there. And how has GDP borrowing in debt and quality of life changed? Well, when we look at GDP, we're, we're informed that this is up, but I understand this is pretty much skewed by what's known as leprechaun economics. Um, and also to, to consider, does this actually have any great impact on people living and working in Ireland? We also see that the, the national debt is coming down and is, I understand, below the EU average. But I don't think this is necessarily something that is transferring to people in terms of quality of life. Yeah, I, I, I'd fully agree with that. I mean, the, um, all of the, the headline figures that we have are improving, um, but really this is um, a message that was given clearly in the last election. Um, while people can talk about the headline figures, um, in terms of quality of life for the average person on the street, the improvement is slow. Um, it's certainly there, I would I would argue, in, in Dublin, um, but perhaps outside of Dublin, um, the the um, the impact on quality of life has not been as pronounced or as quick. Um, it is something that is improving, but is improving far too slowly for a lot of people's um, a lot of people's likes. Mm-hmm. And um, do you think recent budgets were too soft or too tough? 
I think that's a difficult question and really it depends on who is looking at it really. I don't think that there will be very many taxpayers out there feeling that uh, recent budgets were too soft. We certainly have seen the improvement in the GDP and the national debt and that would very much suggest that the government achieved what was intended. Should this have been done slower or quicker? Budgets 2012 to 2016 did bring benefits for lower earners, taking more out of the tax net and providing relief in respect of PRSI. But was this enough? Yeah, it's it's really difficult to say at any one point in time whether it's too hard or too soft. At the moment, you could make an argument that they were too hard um, and that really if there weren't the cuts weren't as severe, maybe people's spending wouldn't have fallen off as much as it did in 2009 to 2011. At the same time, you know, six months down the line when um, Article 50 is invoked in the UK and we are left with a situation whereby, you know, Brexit is actually begins to take effect, we could be looking back and saying actually the budget were too soft because they didn't prepare us for the additional outside changing conditions. So it's a really, um, it's a very subjective question and one that I think the answer would change to on a monthly basis. And who do you think fared best in recent budgets? I think again that's that, that's a very difficult one and probably um, would be answered by nobody really felt nobody, that they fared yeah. well at all. Yeah. Um, particularly um, I think for the for the for the lower earners they certainly saw some some benefits but I would say that in most instances that really didn't feel like it was near enough and um, higher earners are definitely probably feeling very hard done by uh, due to some of the changes there with the with the introduction of the the caps on, on, on reliefs via the USC. Yeah, some families have been given a bit more relief um, than perhaps single people have been. Um, but really, you know, it's it's a very relative question again. Um, who fared well? Nobody is the short answer. Um, some people have fared slightly better than others. But again, you know, nobody is better off than they were in 07. What items do you think worked well from Budget 2016? Again, in answering this question, I guess it depends on who who is who is looking at it. Um, definitely, the reduction in the USC and tax rates were generally welcomed. Um, the increase in the home care credit was also um, very much needed, and the retention of the twelve point five percent corporate tax rate is um, definitely a good move for the economy. And especially now, given the recent ruling on Apple, I mean, the, the certainty that, that international companies are looking for, that our tax rate isn't going to change, um, would ser- is badly needed um, to retain their confidence in, um, in our system. Um, in terms of items that worked well, that, 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 those would really would be the headline ones. And what items fell short or just didn't work? Probably top of the list there would be the water charges um, coupled with the dirt relief for the first time buyers where there was really no uptake. Yeah, that was that measure, it, it didn't come across as being one that was going to have a huge impact. It was supposing and it was, it was presuming that there were people out there, first time buyers out there who had huge savings in bank accounts that were just waiting, you know, to, uh, um, to, to suddenly invest, you know, hundreds of thousands in properties and that these huge savings have been attracting massive dirt, which of course they hadn't been. So I think that the, the, the impact of that, I think there were, there were, 
possibly half a dozen people countrywide who actually took advantage of the dirt relief for first-time buyers. There's another couple of areas that um, um, they could certainly improve. The SARP, the Special Assignee Relief um, Programme, the um, the enter uh, the entrepreneur relief uh, being very narrow. Those haven't really had a huge impact um, in the same way that similar measures have had in other countries. And certainly there's scope for, for SARP, for inward investment incentives to improve and for also for indigenous incentives such as for entrepreneurs uh, to improve as well. So were any announcements made in the budget that still haven't been implemented? There's always some things that don't happen uh, as the budget passes through the various stages um, within the government as uh, changes are made. Usually any items that are subject to ministerial order can get delayed and I think a prime example of that would be the park and levy from a few years ago that just hasn't happened to date. And finally, when is the best time to apply for a tax refund with taxback.com? I think the message there is there's no time like the present. The sooner you get your refund application in, the the quicker you'll have funds in your pocket um, this time of year as uh, we're, we're, we're coming up to, to, to the run into Christmas. I'm sure that most people would welcome funds ASAP. Absolutely, as soon as you can is always the message for that. Um, it is, of course, dependent on how quickly revenue can process the applications that we send in on your behalf, but um, uh, the quicker they're in, they are processed in a chronological order, so there's no sense in waiting. Well, that's the end of this week's podcast. Thanks, uh, Barry Flanagan and Christine Kiley. I'm Kira Kennedy. In the next episode, we'll be covering tax rumours and predictions in Budget 2017. You can listen to all the episodes on our blog at www.taxback.com.